Hey everybody, and welcome to Bob and Burns uh, here on Barnside Chats. I'm Burns, and I'm Bob. And today we are back. We are back after these fires have settled down, and uh, we finally got a chance to get back together here. And Bob was working his tail off, and now he's back with us. Welcome back, Bob. Mm-hmm. Good to be back and run the program again. So, uh, this episode here, we're just, we're gonna basically catch up and tell you basically what's been going on a little bit on our part of the our part of the world and our neck of the woods, and just to kind of catch up on it on things today. Um, don't know how long this episode will last, but I guarantee you there's gonna be a couple good stories coming in from Bob's end because he was right there on the fire like in the fire and starting the fire and not really starting the fire, but you know, backburns and whatnot. But anyways, he's going to tell us a couple stories of uh, where he was at. And I'll say a little bit of where I got my perspective of the fire and how we started harvest. So uh, Bob, you want to talk a little bit about your experience uh, with the fire? Sure. I, I didn't go on the first engine out, but I ended up going in for an all call on Opton, an engine with my father and his crew and the Larkfield station went down to Guerneville for a all call, which they were expecting the fire to be making a large push in towards the town of Guerneville or Rio Nido, which luckily it never did. And um, so then as a fallback, I, Bumped off as a fifth on the engine onto another Type 1 to go cover the our Bennett Valley station. And then as soon as I got on the Bennett Valley engine, we got tapped for another all-call back into Guerneville and Rio Nido the next day. So we went over there and staged, and luckily it never came in that way. But it was neat to see. Um, got to work with a good friendly friend of ours and a great guy, Abe Roman of a Berkeley fire and he was able to call in their um, 5,000 GPM pumper trucks, which were quite a sight to see. They're just a contingency plan. If there was another event like the Oakland Hills or the Loma Prieta earthquake for the town of Berkeley or Oakland, gen the general Bay area. So in terms of the water supply in the Russian river area, they brought those in to pump 5,000 gallons of water a minute out of the Russian River. But not, uh, luckily that never was the case, but I know all the Berkeley crews were quite excited to drive those trucks out there and have a chance to possibly break them in and get to use them. And then I ended up shuffling around different engines, mostly uh, all Type 1s. And then I hopped on a water tender after the my sixth day on. And um, we actually had a uh, worked on the water tender with a good friend of mine who I made in the Kincaid Fire, Marty Amon, who used to be with Glen Ellen Fire Department, but now with the Sonoma Valley Fire Department. So he was the engineer and I was the firefighter for our Sonoma County apparatus, 7595, out of, out of our middle Rankin station. So while we were there, we got to shuttle some water around in Armstrong Park. Ended up actually doing kind of a rare thing, and that was supporting a deck gun from a OES engine based out of um, Oxnard. 
and it was basically the state's parks officer there saw some uh, flames running up some of the old redwood trees so they asked to knock some of the heat down so we just shelled some water back and forth to the deck gun and just supported the southern california oes engines in the park so the fun and rare opportunity which i never thought i'd have the chance to do so it was a unique and fun experience and just having fun in the park <laughs> just another day in the park mm-hmm. just another day in the park but uh-huh. uh but colonel armstrong the the big tree in there pride and joy of the whole park is all good it burned around burned the duff down around the tree so where the ground was sitting around the tree probably burned around two inches of duff which has probably sat there since probably the 20s or so mm-hmm. but luckily it didn't move too fast through the park or that there was quite a bit of extensive damage up towards the Mill Creek and Sweetwater side of the fire, Skag Springs, but in the park and behind Guerneville and Rio Nido was just pretty slow and quiet. It's just hard to get access behind into those areas. And just to be clear for everyone, this is the Wallbridge fire, uh, which was part of the LNU complex. And LNU complex fire is between, what was it, four counties? Yeah. Three, four? Yeah. yeah uh, Wallbridge was just in Sonoma County. Same with the Myers fire. Correct. And these are all, you know, caused by lightning. Yeah, a rare occurrence here. We've, I don't know if we've ever experienced dry lightning over here, have we? Oh, we have. It's just not in a long time. Especially with that, um, amount of rain and the force of that storm system that moved in yeah it was it was just different i tell you what and lightning just kept coming in and coming in and coming in um i remember waking up to it it was like oh geez there's a bright light outside what ha- what's happening then i heard the thunder afterwards and you're like oh it's it's coming in so but we're glad that you're safe and you made it back and that uh you know you help you preserve some of our land that could have been potentially lost yeah it was good and we got to hop on a engine with my father just got promoted to battalion chief so it was good to hop on the engine one last time with him before he got promoted but uh and then two you were saying about stories and one i could tell was we got we were fortunate enough to work with the awesome crew of men of 14 men from a Fresno, California, where they're actually from um, all over Southern California. And that was the National Guard Bravo hand crew. And we got to run with them. And it was quite something to try and keep up with them, but we were able to keep up with them. And the stuff we were going up was almost seemed like vertical hillsides. And uh, when we first started working, the Sawyers were just running through the stuff, just cutting trees down like nothing. And all of a sudden, we start working our way down behind the crew, and we hear all the chainsaws stop, and actually see people around with chainsaws, and see people drop everything, running and screaming, and they happen to hit a, a wasp nest, or a yellow jacket hive, 
And the poor crew got all lit up down there. And one of our guys from Sonoma Valley looked over at their uh, medical officer they had with them. They called him Bono. And um, he looked over him and said, uh, you got anybody uh, allergic? That, I, I don't know. I said, well, do you carry epinephrine? He's like, well, um, we normally do, but um, I didn't check the pack. But uh, I have an AED. It's good. I guess he had a contingency plan for a worst case scenario. <laughs> Why he doesn't carry epinephrine? <laughs> I don't know. But he had a contingency plan. But we kept up with these guys and cut, I think we estimated probably close to five miles of handline time, oh, wow. time between Hilton and um, Rio Nido. Or behind Corbell through Hilton, past Rio Nido. So, but it was quite something to work with them. And it was cool. We got in front of the fire and stopped it and met up with the Orange County crew. And, uh, yeah, we just held that line through the night, and then um, Division wanted us to push on. We started working at 10 that morning, hiking in, and he wanted us to push further. And so we pushed on further in the east, and it got pretty dark and slippery and scary, so we called it off, got back to the engines at midnight and had dinner. And I got woke up by our strike team leader said, oh, they need you at a Mount Jetson Resort, which is an hour drive from where we were at Corbell. So we drove up there and ended up carrying some fuel cans out there and sat on the fire line from, uh, we got there around 1.30 to you know, 5.30 and got back to the engine at 6.30. So we pulled a four, full 24 hours. So that was a long day that day. I bet. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know if many viewers know this, but or, and I'd kind of want to know too, and I have an idea, but with the with the uh, wildfire like it like this is, and you're going to different zones and whatnot, the fire is not like a it's blazing or whatever. It's just kind of burning slow and steadily, if the weather is permitting. Is that correct? Yeah, well, it's all it's all given based off of fuel, weather, and topography. So, fortunately, with the area that we were dealing with that we had around Corbell and Rio Nido was all on the um, uphill side. So the fire was coming down the hill, which is fire goes down slow up the hill. It's opposite of water. Water likes to run downhill fast. Fire rolls down slat. Because fast. heat rises, right? Yeah, heat rises. So on a steep slope, the steeper the slope is, the faster the fire will burn because it, it preheats everything above it. Right. So luckily in that area, it was just back and it was just creeping down. But the hardest thing we had was we do our hand lines or dozer lines and then things would not ember so much for jump it. But um, since the hills are so steep and the country around that area is so steep, there's a lot of fallen debris because, like I said, that whole area hasn't burned since the 20s. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stumps and stuff that, you know, late at night after they finally burned down they would roll down cross the line start a fire on the other side of the line so that was the main kind of problem we were seeing okay it's just containment so we were mopping up 300 feet in normally it's about 100 feet in but mm-hmm. because of 
the worry about this rolling debris we're mopping up 300 feet in. Got it. So, Which was cool. We got to go down to the bungee bridge off of Skag Springs Road. Mm-hmm. And we hiked in two miles off of property. Which actually, the funny thing with that was uh, we ran into the Coast Guard crew. And they told us, oh yeah, it's about an eight mile, eight mile hose lay. Luckily all downhill for where we were going. And we're like, okay, well, we'll start out here. It was 10 and figured, well, we'll get down to the bridge around 8 o'clock after mopping up everything. It'll be a full day of work. And we started working. The Santa Rosa guy ran ran the ran on his map. The distance, he just calculated, like, it's only 10,000 feet. So we just figured maybe the Coast Guard crew was just thinking, you know, nautical miles. That was our guess with it. <laughs> nautical miles. I guess that'd be an answer for Cooper to answer. It would be an answer for Cooper. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, so basically, you know, when when fighting a fire, if it's going down a hill, you'd want to back burn it going uphill then. Is that correct? Yeah, you burn the fuel in front of it. So we did that on the... Um, we actually, we did a cool, um, we did good work with Sonoma Valley's crew on, um, on the prior ranch off of Sweetwater Road and, um, went in there and so did handline and we worked up and the Sonoma Valley crew worked down to us and we met them halfway and, um, they worked on back as they were coming down and it was Cool. We actually met the fire front head on while we were backburned. So if we didn't get there sooner than we did, it would have crossed our line. But it was just perfect timing on our end. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite an amazing thing what, uh, what our firefighters can do. And especially here in uh, California for the last, I'm, I'm going to say five years. And that may be just pushing it another foot, another year or two. <clears throat> but with the last five years here in California and, and mainly what we had three, three years where it's been here in Sonoma County and or where Sonoma County has been affected and, uh, or around our area, such as uh, Lake County or Napa. And, uh, not to mention, you know, our, uh, our counties up North, um, I know that there's one right now in Calusa that's still getting mopped up, and uh, we had a bad one up there in Shasta County uh, a couple of years back. And uh, but our firefighters do an amazing job, you know, where we are, and uh, in the northern part of the state and in the southern part of the state as well. Um, and we'd like to th- say thank you to all of you guys, and uh, especially the ones you know who make that trip from either out of state or even out of the country. Um, cause there ha- we've had, uh, uh, we had some Australians come over here and Australians, New Zealand's uh, Canadian. Alaskans. No, no, New Zealanders. I know, but Kiwi. I know, but uh, there's Canadians too, I believe. Yeah. So, all the all of those guys and uh, guys and guys and gals and um, 
So we'd like to say thanks to all, uh, thank you to all you guys and uh, and to our other host here, Bob. Um. So, good job, Bob. Well, thanks, Burns. Oh, and then another um, good story too, which uh, you might like, is one of our um, <clears throat> volunteer firefighters for their department, Allison. She uh, she works the summer times with uh, Cal Fire at our local Hilton station off a of River Road, and um, well, they were protecting stretchers off of Sweetwater. I think they're by by the old um, Mercury Mine on the lower end of Sweetwater, more towards uh, Guerneville. They, uh, she saved a little kitten. They found a little black kitten while they were there. So they brought in the engine and brought it to the fire station. They met somebody from, um, what was it? They said in three hours they had an incubator in uh, Panole. So somebody drove the cat all the way to emergency vet office in Panole and it's there in rehab. Oh, wow. That, yeah. That's kind of a, kind of a, a drive. It is. <laughs> but, as far as I know, the cat's doing well. So, well, that's good. Talk with Allison. She wants to keep it, and she's gonna try and name the cat Sweetwater. She can. Oh, that's an, that's a for, cool story for, to hear. Permitting if it's a girl or boy, I don't know. The <laughs> name may change. We we're trying to if it's a guy, call it Wall. <laughs> it's short for Wallbridge. Mm-hmm. But if it's a girl, then Sweetwater. Yeah. But we'll see. That's a good that's a positive story to hear during this time right now. Yeah. A little positive story. Yeah. And uh I uh I'll I'll post it to uh to our social media accounts where you can find us on Instagram under uh Barnside Chats and on our Twitter feed. Uh as well as under Barnside Chats. Um anyways, I uh how's that work? When I seen both these fires start and flare up, it was starting to get smoky on one side of me, and it was starting to get smoky on the other side of me, known as the west and the east sides of where I was at. I was like, oh, great. And one plume went up, and then another plume went up, and then another plume went up on the east side, and the west side was about the same, about the same way, and I was like, oh, great, here we are again wildfire season started early um because we usually have them at least in the last couple years it's been like october and it was august um and you know we we never had lightning like this in a long time so according to bob here is we haven't had lightning in a long time you know dry lightning at least uh we occasionally get the the thunderstorms in the winter but dry lightning during and end of summer and it was just kind of a weird thing that was going on and uh i seen the fires progress on the west side of me uh every day and i actually seen it yesterday too how it kept go- it was over going over the last hill that i could see and it was just still a smolder and it was like the last part of the fire that they, that still needs to be contained, and uh, it was still smoky up there in Hillsburg. You could smell it. Um, we actually had, you know, some. We actually had our crew up in Hillsburg, uh, not work a couple of days because of the thick smoke and whatnot. And so we, we wouldn't blame them because I mean, 
I wouldn't want to be working in that smoke either. But uh, anyways, I'll post that on our on our uh, Instagram and uh, as well as some action shots of uh, of Bob here on the fire. And uh, I'll do that tonight, tomorrow, or you'll see it before before this comes out. And uh, anyways, it's just a, a another thing to deal with. And luckily, we we can get it knocked out within how many days has this fire been going on for almost. Almost two weeks. Am I correct? No, almost, almost three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. The seventh will be 21 days for some of the crews that are on. Oh, wow. Okay, so three weeks. Um, oh, well. Well, Burns, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, uh, well, nothing much. It's just that, uh, you know, 2020 is a weird year, and hopefully, you know, we can get get through this uh, this year. And 2021 is going to be the year where we're starting to get back into into the swing of things and normalcy. I guess I'm not I'm not with this new normal. I'll tell you that right now. Um, hopefully the old normal will come back and. Uh, you know, and we'll all be, we'll all be sane. We'll all be safe. We'll know right from wrong. We'll know, we'll know what we need to know in order to keep things going in the right way. Um, and this year is a lot of learning of what could happen in a, uh, in a crisis. And so We'll take this knowledge and we'll learn from it and we'll learn how to prevent it, to, you know, from the next time. Um, and these fires here, that's another example of what we need to learn. And, um, and you know, we got to we got to get a better control on this and especially in our, uh, this state. And um, I know that there's other states, too, but, you know, we got to get we got to clean up some of our parks and our national parks and you know to keep it from burning so we wouldn't have all these wildfires and then people complaining oh the smoke's too thick there's a fire you know it's a great place to live here but we gotta we gotta tend to land you know we gotta keep it safe you know for the animals and for us and for the environment because fires aren't that always good for the environment like you know, mass mass burning all at once. You know what I mean? Am I correct? Should I? I should ask the firefighter. Am I correct? <laughs> Not at once, but you know, over over time, over time, fire is good for regrowth and rejuvenation of a lot of things, but not not with the speed and quantity of fires we're going. That's the problem with why this fire took so long. Is this since all the other fires all over the state, a lot of resources were stripped, and then just the um, remoteness of this fire was hard to get into where it was and and fight the fire. So that's the hard thing with this fire. But luckily, you know, it didn't have the wind, right? Such as like the Kincaid or Cubs fire had. So right, that's the fortunate thing. If it was in October, it would have been you know a different story. But 
Luckily, there was no major wind event that, you know, pushed it. Right. It was just all real and topography driven. So with the weather, I mean, the weather wasn't beneficial for it, but mm -hmm. it didn't have the wind behind it, which is fortunate enough. Super lucky. That's all I got to say is that we're super lucky that that happened rather now rather than, you know, in October when it gets windy or windier, if that's a word. Um, but yeah. That's that's pretty much what all I gotta say, and you know I don't mean to be so harsh or anything, but you know I'm pretty sure there's other opinions and some agreeing, some disagreeing, but um, you know this is a podcast and this is what we we're gonna talk about, and uh, maybe if you uh, disagree with Burns, you know uh, leave a comment. Leave us a comment on Twitter. Yeah, leave us a, leave us a comment. We need followers. <laughs> we're lonely. I wouldn't say lonely. But that's right. We got nine followers. We got Tim McGraw. Blake Shelton. Or no, no, fake Blake Shelton. He's the one who we trust and care about. Fake Blake. <laughs> fake, fake Blake. Mm -hmm. oh. The real Blake would be nice, but fake Blake's okay. <laughs> all right burns what you want to close up this episode yep i, I already said my piece and yeah so i'm, I'm ready <laughs> um if you have any uh if anybody has any suggestions or would like to leave us a comment please do so um you can check out the you know our podcast on the basorti ranch website or on uh, itunes or pretty much uh, every, almost every podcast site, don't you think? Uh, wouldn't you say, Bob? No, we should be. I, I pushed it kind of out there everywhere, so we should be pretty much everywhere. Okay. If there's one that we don't know of, please let us know. Yes, please. Like, we're begging you, please let us know. Like Bob, we're lonely. Like Bob said, we're lonely. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Stay safe, stay, stay sane out there, and I tell you what, let, let's have a good rest of the year. How about that? Let's make it like the mullet. The business part is already done. Let's go to the party and have the rest of the year as a party. I've seen that on Instagram, so I'm kind of going with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, I'm Burns. I'm Bob. Remember where you heard it. From this side of the barn. Adios.